Welcome to Salem First Assembly Podcast. May this week's message by our guest speaker be a blessing to your life and helping you to grow in your understanding of God's Word, strengthen your faith, and equip you to become all that God has created you to be. Well, it's always a, a pleasure and an honor to be here uh, at my home church where I grew up. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's pretty awesome that my dad, when we first started worshiping, we went into prayer. I think that was really, really cool. Um, one of the things that Carrie and I have been talking a lot about, and not just talking about, but actually doing, is prayer. And so it started for us, uh, you know, January, I know we always do a 21-day fast. Uh, it's a big thing in the church community. Um, I'll be real with you, not always have I done that. I actually did it for this, this year, and some pretty cool things happened. Um, so it's uh, such a blessing. And so what I want to talk about today is a message that my pastor preached at my church. It, it kind of hit really, really deep with me. And so I, I took his message and I said, you know what? It's so good, more people need to hear it, okay? And so um, that's exactly what we're doing. I've been praying it. He gave specific instructions and I've been praying it and, and it's encouraging. So I hope and I pray that today is encouraging for you, okay? So... Um, that being said, the title of my message, uh, you know, let's, let's pray. <clears throat> Lord, I, I thank you for today, and I thank you for your word. I thank you that it is true. God, I thank you that we can come to you in prayer and you listen. Lord, I pray that we would have ears to hear today what your word says and what your Holy Spirit is speaking. Amen. So, the title, I got this little cool tool thing. Never used it before, but we're going to find out how to do it. Oh yeah, it works. Cool. All right. Um, so, title message is Priam to Salvation. Okay. Um, that's a big deal. See, prayer, prayer is how we partner and commune with God, right? And so, in Luke, boom, yeah, I love this. In Luke 19 to 10, for the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. That's why he came. He came to seek and save the lost. So um, I think it's really important to focus on that, so, to see that Jesus, his mission was to seek and save the lost. So then that asks the question, well, why is it important for people to be saved, right? Why is that an important thing? I just realized I have a screen right in front of me. <laughs> That's really cool. All right, I, I'm like looking back. I could have been looking here the whole time. Okay, and so why is it important? Well, without salvation, right, and this is a lot of common stuff that I'm going to say today. It really is. There's nothing groundbreaking here, but it's important for us to hear over and over and over again for the constant reminder that we need to be in prayer, okay? Um, so without salvation, there is no eternal life. Without salvation, there is no heaven. There is just eternal hell and death. Right? Without salvation, that's all that there is. Um, people need to be saved because Jesus is the only way to heaven. Uh, our good works are not good enough to go to heaven. Just because you do good things, right? Not good enough, not going to get you to heaven. It's salvation. That is the reason why we need to be saved. Only believing and relying on Jesus, his death, burial, and resurrection will, will get us to heaven, right? So, uh, that being said, if salvation is Jesus' mission... And prayer is like the way that we partner with God. It makes sense 
that praying for people to be saved should be our should be a big part of our prayers. And and I'll be real with you, a big part of my prayer was me. Okay? I would be like, oh Lord, touch me and help me. It's like me, me, me. And, And Jesus didn't come just for me. He did come for me. He did come for you, 100%, no doubts about it. But he came to seek and save the lost. You know, uh, talks about in the, in the Gospels about going for the 90, leaving the 99 for the 1. You know, and I, and I think that's such a, a sweet, representing uh, thing about Jesus. Um, so it's important. So, and, and, and I, get, I guarantee you, who here, you know somebody in your life, one, two, or three people, right? And you're like, these are people um, that you want to see saved. That you want to see walking with God, right? I think we can all say that. Um, it's important, and I've started doing this, to have a list of those people, and I pray this list that I'm going to give you today <laughs> of things to do. Um, and so, a lot of times, there's, there's, I'll give you a story a little bit encouraging from my life, is my, my, uh, my, my old boss. So I prayed for her for a long time. A long time. We had a really deep relationship. Um, we met... 2016, and she just got saved, okay? It's like a six or seven year, I don't know, I can't do math, uh, (laughs) uh, investment, okay? And it was so incredible to see her come to the Lord, and like I was talking to her, and and there were so many seeds that I planted, okay? I planted a lot of seeds. I was very blunt, very straightforward, um, and it was other people that came along her path after I really spoke to her as well, okay? And, and I firmly believe that it was the prayers that I had prayed for her to get saved over and over again. The conversations we had all over and over again. So, let's go. So, in, um, in Romans, okay, we're, we're going to see Paul and how he shares his heart for his fellow Jews, okay? So, it says in Romans, Dear brothers and sisters, the longing of my heart and, the prayer, and my prayer to God is for the people of Israel to be saved. So I thought to myself, and I'm like, man, is my longing, is my heart longing for people like this? Is my prayer to God for their salvation? You know, it's a great question for us to ask. So, the next question is this. What do we pray for? And so, I love it. I think it's simple. And so these are the things that were given to me, and I have been praying. And so, one, Lord, open their eyes. Open their eyes. Let them see. Lord, soften their hearts. So that they not only see, that so that the soil of their heart can actually take in the seed, okay? Lord, lead someone who they relate to, to share the gospel with them. Oh my goodness, this is a big one. A lot of times, and, and I'm all about evangelism, don't get me wrong, I really am, but a lot of times, and, and a really crucial way to reach somebody is the people you know, and that know you, and you have a relationship with. Or, praying for someone else in their life. Maybe you're not as close or as in their life, and you're like, God, lead somebody else. Maybe you're that person. Maybe you are the person that should be that person to speak to them, right? Maybe you're not. 
you know what? Pray it. I guarantee you the Lord will lead you or will lead somebody else. Number four, Lord, give them a heart of repentance. It's a good one. Lord, help them to humble themselves. Humility is difficult. <laughs> we, we don't want to humble ourselves at all. Lord, draw them to salvation. And the seventh one is a big one. And it's pray in the Spirit. Man, I'm, I'm telling you, there's sometimes I don't know what to pray. And, and, and Romans talks about this. So in Romans, uh, it should be... Yeah, it's 26 and 27. Okay, uh, so Romans 8, 26 and 27. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance to God's will, okay? This is big. You have the Holy Spirit, okay? Praying in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the helper. Let's count on the Holy Spirit to help and guide. And, and so often, we're just like, oh, it's my words that will matter. It's the Spirit that matters. His words will pierce through anybody, any stubborn person. So let's kind of listen to what the Bible says. I have a few uh, scriptures here that I want to go into um, and the first one is 1 Corinthians 2.14. And it says, The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God. Because, sorry, not because, but considers them foolishness, okay? And cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. You have the Spirit, or at least I hope you do. <laughs> you have the Spirit. You can discern them because you have the Spirit. The other people do not. The unsaved people don't have the Spirit. So let's pray for them. Let's pray for them because you have the Spirit. People need to, they need their eyes open. They, they need their hearts softened so that when the Spirit speaks, they have ears to hear. Jesus talks about having ears to hear over and over and over again. Like, he'll, he'll preach constantly in the, in, the, in the Gospels. He's like, he who has an ear, let him hear. And then he says something crazy. <laughs> you know, and it doesn't make sense. But if you have ears to hear, it makes sense. Right? Um, and then going on from here, uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 3 to 4. If the good news we preach is hidden Behind a veil, it is hidden only from people who are perishing. Satan, who is the god of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. See, Satan is blinding the people, okay? Right? Right? To, uh, blinding them from seeing the gospel. It's clear, clear right here in 2 Corinthians, Paul's talking about this. Satan is keeping them from Christ, okay? Satan has put a veil over the unbeliever's heart and mind. But, but, big but here, okay? 
Praise the Lord that we have Jesus who is more powerful to take away the blinders. The question is, do you believe it? Because if you do, right, this is where I've been challenged. If you actually believe it, you are going to pray. You're going to pray prayers like this next slide. <laughs> Lord, remove the veil that is keeping them from salvation. You're going to pray prayers that say, Lord, keep them, uh, sorry, help them to see the light. Lord, stop Satan from blinding them from the truth of your gospel. Lord, keep them, uh, help them to understand the gospel message. Help them to see their sin. Help them to see your love. Help them to see and understand the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. These are specific things that we can pray. Sometimes when you just go into prayer and you're like, oh, Lord, I pray for Johnny. Get him saved, Lord. All right. <laughs> and I'm not going to bash that prayer, but let me, you know, I wasn't going to share this, but I'll share this. How about this? Okay. I have this board here just for this, just for this reason that I may or may not do this. But <clears throat> here we go. I do this. I like this. It's kind of cool. Okay. We'll write, we'll write in black. Here we go. I do discipleship. I think I told you guys this. I love, I love doing discipleship with my guys. Well, one of my guys one time had a vision, okay? And in this vision, he was watching two people, okay? Two people were having a conversation. The first person, person A, goes to the, uh, draws on a piece of paper. And he said to the second person, what is this? person replied, well, it's a star, but it's not complete. He says, well, what do you need to complete it? person replies, you just need a line, one last line. He goes, oh, okay. No, that's not right. What do you mean? You told me to write a line. I wrote a line. See, it matters where you put the line. Be specific. That was his word to me. Because after he got that, because, you know, he thought, oh, wow, that's a good word. Thank God. Appreciate that. And then he said, no, this is for Dave. Share this with Dave. Right when this happened, this message was preached. We need to be specific. Tear down the veil. Open their eyes. Soften their heart. Help them to see the light. Very specific prayers. If we're not specific, we're vague, right? And, and I was praying prayers like, Oh, Lord, help them. Oh, touch them. Do a work. Okay. <laughs> Be specific. And, and I got to tell you guys, in prayer, the last couple months has been so much better than the last 30 years. I'm 30. Isn't that crazy? Gosh. So, what I want to talk about next is that we cannot nag 
people to the kingdom, okay? I've been guilty of this. I can guarantee you many people in this room have been guilty of this. What do I mean by nagging? Well, see, our, our prayers, don't, our, they matter, okay? Our prayers matter. So sometimes we don't actually think that, okay? I'm, I'm going to say we, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm, I'm in that. And so we start really harping on people. Hey, man, come on, come to church. Do you th- what the heck, man? Get it together. Um, when are you, when are you going to stop drinking? When are you going to stop doing drugs and all this stuff? You need to get your life together and follow Jesus. And, and these are all true statements. These are all good things to say, right? However, if you're saying them and not praying, you're not doing the full thing. Does that make sense? Like, we need to be praying for the people and also speaking, right? Challenging. We should pray specifically for them. I like, I like what a John, John 6, 44. For no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me. And at the last day, I will raise them. No one comes to the Father unless he, draw, unless he draws them to them. Ugh. Sorry, draws them to him. That's what, that's what I meant to say. This is a very specific thing to pray. We should pray it. <laughs> we should pray, Father, draw them to Jesus and his saving grace. Draw him to Jesus. Draw this person, my, my cousin, my niece, my aunt, my coworker, my son, my daughter, my mom, my dad. Draw them to Jesus. This one hit me. It's such a powerful thing. Such a powerful thing to catch that no man comes to the Father. So we have more questions. And so the next question is, how do, how do we remove this veil so that they can see? Right? And in uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5, we'll go into that. He said, for, through, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We're at war. We're at war. We need to do a little bit of fighting for these people that we love. We need to fight for them. Spiritual fighting in prayer, specifically. Specifically praying certain things. Okay? And so, we need to use divine weapons. Like, the Holy Spirit. God has given us the Holy Spirit as a weapon. Prayer is a weapon. And one thing my wife has taught me a lot, she's a prayer. I've learned how to pray. She's taught me a lot. Um, because most times she's like, oh, we should pray about this. And I'm like, I wish I would have thought of that. <laughs> like, I'm over here worrying. And she's like, oh, gosh, we got to pray. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, we probably should pray. <laughs> or I'll be worrying about something. She's like, oh, you want to pray about it? I'm like, oh. yes. So... 
good, good shout out to, you know, having, having a good wife. Okay. <laughs> so, um, that being said, we have these weapons to set them free in prayer, but we need to pray. We need to actually do it consistently, faithfully. Like we have these weapons, right? If I have this, you know, and, and it's funny because I, I've done this before, and I'll be working on a job at the house, and I have tools, right? And sometimes I'm working with the wrong tool, and I know it's the wrong tool, but I don't want to go downstairs to get the right one. And so I'll struggle for a long time, and then finally be like, fine, I'll go get the right tool. And then I get it, and it's fine. And if I would have been using the right tool the whole time, the job would have been done a lot sooner. Use the right tool. You have weapons. You have, you have a weapon. So I would be remiss if I, and I've done this before, and I figured I'd do it today. You know, my dad, he loves acronyms. I have included an acronym in my message today just because, just for him. We need to push in prayer. My dad said this like literally my whole life. Pray until something happens. Well, I changed the S to pray until salvation happens. We need to push in prayer, okay? I literally, I tell you, could you not, I would, I would probably never include an acronym in a message. <laughs> but I knew it would matter. <laughs> so I included that. But that being said, I really do love what it says, is that we really do need to pray until salvation happens. Because so often, myself, I get discouraged very easily. I really do. And when I get discouraged, I quit. Simple as that. We're people. And, and sometimes when you're discouraged and you quit and you stop, you leave a job unfinished. I have a lot of unfinished jobs. <laughs> and... We need to push in prayer and pray until salvation happens. You know what? Five years, six years. It took six, six years for my boss. It's a long time. And I wish, I wish I would have been more faithful in prayer, tell you the real truth. Because, yeah, I prayed. But, man, I wish I would have prayed super effective prayers and, and, and like consistently and faithfully So we need to pray against the enemy's strategy for trying to, to keep our, our family members and our friends and our coworkers and our neighbors blinded with that veil that they can't see the gospel. You know, we need to ask God for discernment. Let's ask God for discernment so that we can see what the tricks are, what are the lies that the enemy is using against the people that we're praying for. What, what, is, what are those lies? What is a trick? Let's pray specifically for that. Start, Lord, Holy Spirit, reveal that. You know, no, we don't want to go into a spiritual warfare on a clock. Okay? And what I, what I mean by that is it's like, okay, I'm going to pray. And then, you know, once five o'clock hits, time out. All right. Done praying. You know, or, or I'm going to pray. Oh, I've been praying for a year. Guess we're done. 
right? It's like no one goes into a war, no one goes into a battle and says, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight for a year, and then if not, eh, we'll just stop fighting. No, if you're going to go into a war or a battle or anything, you're going to go in it to win, right? No Olympian goes into the uh, Olympics and says, oh, I hope I get, you know, runner-up. I hope I place somewhere in the, in the top 50. No, they go in it and they say, I'm competing because I'm going to win. Whether they win or not, that is their, their thought going into it. And so we need to, we need to pray until salvation happens, okay? So I compiled this huge list here. It's kind of a lot, but on one slide. But if you were looking for all the things, this is it. This is the list that I pray, okay? When I'm praying for salvation, I go through this whole list. Um, if you would like it, I will send it to you. <laughs> if you want to take a picture, take a picture. If you want to write it down and that's what you do, I'm going to leave plenty of time for you to write it down. And so we go through it one more time. Is that It's, Lord, open their eyes. Lord, soften their heart. Lord, lead someone that they relate to who can share the gospel with them. Lord, give them a heart of repentance. Lord, give them, or Lord, humble themselves. Let them humble themselves to you, God. Lord, draw them to salvation. Again, this is a big one. Number seven is a big one. And I firmly believe that it's a big one. And it's praying in the Spirit. Praying, pray in the Spirit for them. Each person, you know, if it's Tommy, we're praying for Tommy. If it's Billy, we're praying for Billy. If it's Sally, we're praying for Sally. We're going to pray in the Spirit for them. Lord, remove the veil that is keeping them from salvation. Lord, help them to see the light. Lord, stop Satan from blinding them from the truth of your gospel. Lord, help them to understand the gospel message. Lord, help them to see their sin. Some people don't even know. They don't know it's sin. Help them to see their sin. Lord, help them to see your love. Lord, help them to see and understand both the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And Father, draw them to Jesus and, and his saving grace. And so the whole point of this message today is encouragement. I want to encourage you guys, because I have been encouraged by this message. And I wanted to encourage you to pray. And to pray specific prayers so that you're not making incomplete stars. Pray specifically that God's hand would move in their life. All these things, they're great. <laughs> they're great. And so, do not stop praying. One thing I want to I end on is Psalms. Carrie brought this, to, she, she sent this to me. Uh, I was at work, and, and she sent this to me, like a little, a little encouraging little text with a little like psalm. And um, so it says, It was not by their sword that they won the land, nor their arm bring them victory. It was your hand. It was your arm. And it was the light of your face. For you loved them. And I thought, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, sometimes I need to say less and I need to pray more. 
because that's where the true power is. I can talk to him blue in the face, and I have. And I'm not telling you not, not to talk to them. I'm not saying that. Please talk to people. But please pray more. Please pray more. That makes sense. If you have ears to hear, hear. But the power is in prayer. You can't nag them to salvation. You need to pray them to salvation. It's not what we can do. It's not what we can say. It's all about God bringing the victory in their life. It's all about that. It's always been, and it always will be, about bringing them, bringing salvation because God is doing the work. Because God is drawing them to himself. That's powerful. And, and I hope and I pray that I think I have this list here is helpful because it really, really, really is helpful for me. And, and I hope and I pray that you use it <laughs> daily. You know? And, and when you truly love someone, you will do what you need to do for them to truly understand and get the gospel message. You won't stop. I know me. I, I'm, when there's something I want, I will, I will press. <laughs> I, will, I will get there, you know? And uh, my brother Ben, I was on the phone with him the other day, uh, probably like a week ago, and he gave this to me. And it says, order communicates priority. And I thought about it, and I'm like, man, the order in which you do things, how you do it, how much time you put in it, communicates how much of a priority it is in your life. And I'm like, man, there's so many things that I say are priorities that I only do once a week, once a month, once a year. And this is a priority? Like, Lord, show me what I need to change. <laughs> Fix my priorities. Um, or it's like, you know, oh God, prayer is, prayer is great. How much do you, I'll pray at night, fall asleep praying, because that's what I used to do. I'm like, oh Lord, Jesus, thank you so much for the day. I fall asleep. <laughs> like, I would not get very far in prayer, okay? I would pray the, the first two things I always prayed. I would never get to the bottom of the list. If you were on the bottom of the list, I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> you probably didn't get prayed for much, all right? I'm just telling you now. <clears throat> but I say that because I, I chose to change that recently to a better time in my day. Because again, order communicates priority. Lord, I, I thank you for today. I thank you for your word. I thank you that you have given us prayer, the weapon of prayer. I thank you that you've sent people in our, our hearts and in our, in our life to share with us your word. God, I thank you that you draw men unto yourself. Lord, I pray for uh, unsaved loved ones, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, God, that we have. That we, that God, I pray you would burden our heart for the loss. That you would burden our heart to disciple people. Lord, I pray, Jesus, today that we would take this and that we would continue going, to go into your throne, to go into the intercession place that we have at home, our prayer closet, 
our war room. God, I pray that you would just change our hearts. And as you change our hearts, I pray that we would uh, pray for others so that their hearts would be changed also. I thank you and praise you for the opportunity that we have to meet in a building. I thank you and praise you, God, that you sent Jesus to die on the cross. We thank you for that sacrifice that you gave to us so that you would see Jesus and not us. But we just thank you and we praise you that we live in a free country, that we can worship your name. Lord, I pray we would not take that for granted. Lord, I just thank you that you've given us tools and you've given us uh, things to help us. The Holy Spirit, these weapons. Lord, I pray we would use these weapons to pray. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Listen, can you stand to your feet? Tim, if you could come. I want to just challenge you one step further before you leave this place. I want the Lord to put the names in your heart. This really lines up so wonderful with Wednesday, our Wednesday study dealing with evangelism. Because evangelism needs to be something that we do, not something that we know of. Knowledge without application is no knowledge at all. It's only when we apply what we say we know, then that's where really action. So I want to just take a moment and ask a couple questions. I think what Dave said was so pertinent to the day we live in, that because we know about salvation, but how, how much do we have a passion to see people get saved? How much do we put people on our list? Or are we the key to our list when we pray? Is it all about us? Everything we pray, is it really about us? It may about be about someone else, but it's still about us. It should be really about Christ and, and, and understand what Christ wants to do through us. And I want to just get the names down before we just go. Right now, close your eyes for a moment. We're going to ask the Holy Spirit just to speak to your heart. Speak to your heart. Don't move. Don't do nothing right now. Let the Spirit of God, who is in your life, who you care about, you care about them, they do not know Jesus, or they're not where they're supposed to be, and who are they? And right now, let the Spirit of God rise up the names in your heart, because they need to see something different. They need to see God's love, God's mercy, God's grace, God's forgiveness, God's love, endurance. They need to see that. They don't know that. And God wants to use you, not to send somebody else. So many times people say, Pastor, go talk to that person for me. And I would say to them, did God put him on your heart or her on your heart? They say, yes. Then you're the one that needs to go talk with them. I'll talk to them secondary. But if God laid them on your heart, you go talk with them. You be obedient. So right now, think of those names. Children, grandchildren, neighbors, mom, dads, uncles, aunts. Who are they? And are you willing now from this day, this day, since you have heard the word of God, challenged, are you going to do something about it? Are you going to change the way you're doing things?
because we all want to change, but we don't want to do the things that bring change. We talk much, do little. Change has to be the forerunner of real experience in God. You have to be willing because he's able. Now, think of these names. Father, we ask right now that you would touch those individuals that you have spoken names to and that, Lord, I pray they declare to be intentional to truly start to pray using this list, asking you for the veil to be ripped away, God. The enemy's schemes and tactics, devices, all that he does, and the people he sometimes put in our lives that causes us to get, go astray. Father, the company we keep is the food we eat. God, I just ask right now, will you help us? Help us, Lord, to pray and truly pray with love. And may your power of your spirit bring the miraculous works as we be obedient to you. We ask this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. amen. Well, we thank you for joining us today. Let's continue to believe that God is going to do a work in all of our lives and in his church despite our current circumstances. If you would like to support the ministry of Salem First Assembly, you can do so by mailing to 430 Route 45, Salem, New Jersey, 08079, or by visiting our website at salemfirstag.org. Please join us for service next Sunday at 1030 a.m., or you can watch service every Sunday afternoon on Facebook at Salem First Assembly or YouTube at Salem First AG. You can also listen to the message every Tuesday on Podbean, Have a blessed rest of your day. Let's remember to be a blessing and that life is living in faith every day.